We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome back, Robbie Hummel. Welcome back from a, a long vacation of, of golfing and gallivanting or whatever else you do in the offseason. The season nice is almost here, and so is the Goodman and Hummel podcast. It is back and uh, kind of a preseason edition. We're going to get back into the flow. I don't know if you can handle weekly. I'm not sure. if, if Are you ready? I'm ready. I mean, you can weekly, do this. daily. Let's get a daily pod going. I've been trying to get you on these, and you just, you know, you said I've been gallivanting around. You're in Columbus. You're in Charleston. I mean, we just we can't even keep track anymore. Listen, I'm just I'm going where where my daughter is looking at schools, and uh, she is not looking in West Lafayette, by the way. Almost every other Big Ten school except why? for Purdue. Why? Why no love for Purdue? Um. All right. So. Maryland, really good uh, sports media program. Indiana, really good sports media program. We're going to visit there. Michigan State, really good sports media program. Um, I did not know that about Michigan State. Indiana yeah. and Maryland, yeah, but Michigan yep. State. Huh? Very good. Wisconsin. North, yeah, she can't get North in Northwestern. Northwestern. She can't get in. Oh. She's not Hummel smart like that, you know. <laughs> I wasn't getting in without a hoops ability. I want to know what your <laughs> so. yeah, what were your what were your ACT scores coming out? I didn't I took the SAT. All right, I, even I better. Purdue and I got a sixteen seventy because at that point it was out of twenty four hundred. Oh. I think now it's back to sixteen hundred. Yeah. yeah. Which she did like really great, well. It was good enough to get me into school, so it was like, <laughs> hey, <tried. laughs> it had nothing to do with your grades or your test scores while you got into school. Uh, yeah, unknown. unknown. Absolutely nothing. Um, well, listen, um, let, let, let's kind of get moving here with some news. I mean, there's the news really has been all about recruiting over the last month or so. Kids are committing left and right at this point. And a big one uh, committed earlier this week, and that was a kid named Derek Lively going to Duke and John Shire. And Coach K announces he's done after this year, so he's not even out on the recruiting trail this past year. Wow! It's yeah. Shire, it's Chris Carrowell, it's Nolan Smith. And Shire's going to get all the credit, and he deserves a lot of the credit. They, they have absolutely crushed it so far. They've got three top ten players. Lively, the number two player in the class, Behind Shaden Sharp, he is a terrific defender up. A long seven feet, block shots. He's kind of the new age big, right? Great defensively. 
and he can also stretch the floor a little bit and score. He's not a great scorer yet. So you put him with this other kid, Kyle Filipowski, also like seven feet, but like you're almost like a European big. Mm-hmm. You know, he can really step out and, and shoot the hell out of it. Um, and they're both like, they're going to play off each other really well. Then they got a kid, uh, Derek Whitehead, uh, who's top five ish, 10 ish. Anyway, John Shire's killing it. Now, my big question to you is how much do you think Coach K can help? And, and obviously the Duke brand is the Duke brand, but you know, again, Shire's doing the brunt of the work here. But when you still have K as the closer and you've got that Duke brand, True. obviously it's going to go a long way right now. Yeah, and I I think that the way they've gone about it, where you have three Duke guys, I mean, they've all played there. They they understand what it takes. I saw somebody tweeted the other day, will, will Shire get the the heaven office or whatever? I they tweeted did. that. That was me. Oh, yeah. All right. He will not get the office. I think it was somebody else. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I think it's it's certainly going to be a factor, and you know that'll be a part of it. But I have to say I'm really impressed with John. Yeah. I mean I, I've known him for a long time. I've known him since high school. With you know he was an Illinois Warriors guy, and um, put, I played against him in high school, college, professionally. Um, so I've known him a long time, and you know when you see him take the job, you're like, man, there's just going to be so much pressure and so many things that are going on here where you're following a legend. You know, how'd that work out for Mike Davis at Indiana? How's that worked out for a lot of other people who have had to be in that position? And for John to go out and do this, you know, it, it helps that he's, he's won a national championship as a player at Duke. He's been a part of the coaching staff and coached really good teams. And, you know, he really knows the game. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know what helps too, Rob? You know what helps too? That he's, he's how old, how old are you? He's 33. I'm 32. Right. He's, He's 33 years old. Like right. you're telling me that doesn't help right now when you're recruiting against, let's face it, like 50, 60. Well, and his assistants. Nolan's 32 and Carowell is probably 36, 37. Yeah, maybe a little older. A little yeah. bit older. But yeah, you have a, you have a youth movement. And, that, you know, I look at that kind of the way that when Payne, Coach Painter was recruiting myself, Scott Martin, Etwan Moore, Juwan Johnson, you look at that and you're like, this guy knows what I'm going through. That's I mean, he's recruiting us in 2005. He played in 1993. That's not that far removed, especially when you're looking at a lot of other coaches that are 50, 55, 60 years old. Um, you know, it's just different. It is a different kind of outlook, and you got to give him a lot of credit though, because they're beating out some big dogs for these guys. So, yeah, they are. I mean, you kind of wondered would it would the recruiting fall off a cliff, and so far John has answered with a resounding no. Yeah, I didn't think it'd fall off a cliff, but I didn't think they'd get three top 10 players out of the gates and beating Kentucky for Derek Lively uh, was a- absolutely huge. And I- I'm a huge Nolan Smith guy, huge. Yeah. I mean, I've said this for a couple of years, like, you know, coaches call me a lot to ask, like, what do you think of this guy? Who do you think I should hire? I have thrown Nolan's name around for for a couple of years now when when he's been the ops guy for Duke saying like he will be an elite recruiter. Everybody loves Nolan Smith. Yep. Um, you know, he and he works hard. He if gets I'm, it. I'm right. I'm pretty sure him and John are super good friends, correct? They are. Yes. Yeah. So I mean that the chemistry on that on that staff is is outstanding. And you're right, they're young. They, they they've got it rolling right now. 
Now, the, the, the big question is um, now will be Shire the coach next year, yeah. right? I mean, he's done it on the recruiting trail. It almost puts more pressure on him in a way because next year you're going to go in with three top 10 kids. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you rather have the pressure of winning yes. with the shittiest class ever? <laughs> they brought no, in you the want, you want to have Yeah. You want, have you want to have some players, right? Yeah. yeah. And he'll have them. You know, it, it's funny. I mean, when you look at Kay's resume over the last like 10 years, they've only won one title over the last 10 years. So like, for, for Shire's first 10 years, can he win one title? Like, can he win one title? And I say he can. I do. I, I think John Shire will win a national title, maybe even as soon as in his first five years. Because, again, now you've got momentum. Like, you needed that in, in recruiting circles. And you have that. And, listen, are they going to win a title in year one? Maybe not. But they're going to be duped. They're going to be relevant. They're going to be in the top 25. So – Ultimately, I, I think it's going to give them enough momentum that they're going to be able to capitalize in the next class. They already have. I mean, he's yeah. already gotten a top player in, in 2023. So I, I just think this is going to be something where it's not going to fall off that much. It's really not, Rob. Duke's going to stay Duke, even with Coach K gone, which is crazy to say. Yeah. I wonder what they're going to look like on the court. You know, when, when John was there. They're going to do this. They're going to do no, more I, of this. I know that, and, and they've done that. But yep. when John was there defensively, they were way different than yeah. they are now. Right. Right? We've seen them go 2-3 zone. Yep. We've seen them kind of play almost like a kind of a pack line where they backed off you. Yep. They used to be full denial. If you're going to beat us, you're going to drive us because you've got guards that can handle us basically punking you out of your offense. And I – when you're recruiting that level of kid, and and certainly Coach Shevsky was getting really good players, but as they've backed off on that, yeah. the level of player has has certainly gone up. You know, does John stay with the status quo? And if he's going to recruit like this, I think you probably have to. Um, I also think it'll be fascinating to see what he runs offensively, because I think right now Duke is about as. And I don't mean this in any type of vanilla. disrespectful you way. Say they are vanilla. very vanilla. Right. They are very, very simple. They do not run complex stuff. It's nope. quick hitters. And, and when you've got R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson, it works really good. When you have a team like last year, yeah. it, it cannot look so hot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious to see what he's going to look like from an X and O's perspective. Well, he'll have uh, defensively, he'll have an eraser in year one because Derek Lively is that. He is an elite level shot blocker that um, is super long, plays hard, is only going to get better. And Filipowski is long as hell, too. And Whitehead's just like a really, really good, um, I don't want to say glue guy because that's almost diminishing what he is. But but he's terrific. I haven't seen. You're not even going to mention their four star recruit. Jayden. I haven't seen Jaden Shut. I know he's from Illinois, so you're going <laughs> to. He's gonna... rated like 56. Yeah, he's rated mentioned. like 48. But I know from talking to these guys that that they think that he he's way better than that. That they they feel like he's a McDonald's All American caliber player also. And they're in the mix for two more kids. Mark Mitchell is like ranked 11. Their favorite to, to land him right here, huh? And they got one more kid, J.J. Starling, who's top 40. So, by the numbers, this this could be an insane class uh, <laughs> for, for John Shire. So, my question to you, I gave you a little homework and myself a little homework. And the homework was, 
we're going to call this fear factor. Okay. And fear <laughs> factor is your top five and my top five coaches that you do not want to see on the recruiting trail. Top five head coaches that when they walk in the gym, you're just like, oh shit. Like we ain't beating this dude. Like there's just no way I do not want to see him. Let, let's right. start. We'll go from five to one. And I know five is really, really difficult. Uh, but let's let's start with five for you right now. Who would that be? All right. So I'm bringing hard data here. I know what right. you're going to do. You're, you're going to literally just throw out the eye test of who yeah. you think. Yes. I am actually bringing facts to this argument. Okay. Okay. Five was tough. And part of it is because with Shire, we only have one year. And you said right now, but I still think that means you go the last two or three classes because those are the guys that are on your team okay. right now. So basically, I had it between Shire, who's on fire. Shire's Howard, on fire. Good one, Rob. Good one. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm here for. Juwan Howard, who number two class yep. in 2021. I, Will Wade was thrown in there. Yep. He's got. He should know, be thrown in there. He's got the sixth rank class. Yep. 2020 hit the fourth rank class. And I threw Hubert Davis in there because right now in 2022, now, I don't think they've updated Duke's recent haul yeah. with uh, with Derek Lively, but they had North Carolina's number two class. This is 247. Yep. So I'm going to go Shire. I'm going to go Shire as right now my number five man I don't want to see on the recruiting trail. And only, you know, certainly you get three five-star kids that are ranked in the top ten. But we just, to me, I don't have enough data to compare him to some of the guys that are putting together two and three and okay. four really good classes in a row. All right, I, I am going to go with the eye test here. I'm going to go with the guy that, that has done it a long, long time. And I'm telling you, when he walks in the gym, dudes are like, fuck it. Like, I'm done. I ain't, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. And I'm not talking about Slick Rick Stansbury either. He doesn't make the cut. He does not make the cut. Um, he still gets his top 50 dude like every year, it feels like. But he does. To me, on the on the outside for me, I'll give you the, the outside guys. Will Wade was close, didn't make the cut. Slick Rick Stansbury, close, did not make the cut. Dana Altman, close, slash Nike. We're close. Slash Nike. Well, I mean, listen, the bottom line, and, and Mark Few would have been close had he not lost Tommy Lloyd. Like, if, if Mark Few still had Tommy Lloyd, he had a ton of recruiting momentum. So, number five for me is a guy that's, the youngest looking 70 year old on the planet. That is Leonard Hamilton. I mean, the dude has done it. He knows how to get it done. He goes under the radar and he's just, I'm telling you, when you ask people around the industry who they do not want to go up against, it is Leonard Hamilton. Like he just, he finds a way and he what, gets. What are his rankings? The last, I mean, he's got. They've been okay. Yeah, they haven't. I mean, they've done a great job, honestly. No, they have. Evaluating. Yeah. You know, Devin Vassell, oh, right. Patrick Williams, Vassell he, he especially. Perfect Patrick. guys for the way he wants to play. There's right. no question about Exactly. That. So, like, they haven't really gone after that top 10 kid like they did uh, for, for a while there. But even back in, in the day, Rob, uh, and you're younger, uh, might have even been guys that were older than you. I think they are a few years older. I don't know if you remember the names. Jason Rich and Isaiah Swan. Mm-hmm. Remember those names? Yeah. That's when I when I first kind of jumped in, those were dudes. And, like, he was just getting guys. Isaiah Swan was, like, a top ten player coming out of Maryland for a while. So, I go Leonard at number five. All right, so who 
You're number four. See, you you discarded Mark Few. And I did. I'm looking at this. He's got yes. two top six classes the last two years, yeah. two Final Fours the last five years. The data speaks for itself. Tommy Lloyd is gone, Robbie. Tommy Lloyd is in Tucson we now. We not look into the few. I mean, we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. I'm going to mark a few at four because I think the momentum that their program has yeah. is so substantial. I'll give you that. I'll give Ted you that. Little, I mean, he's like Kevin Durant 2.0. You're just going to throw that I'm aside. I'm saying after this. I'm saying now. Like walking in the gym now, I'm not nearly as scared of Mark Few as I am right now of of uh, my next guy. And my next guy is Juwan Howard. Yeah. You know, number four, Juwan Howard, you talk about, again, having everything to sell right now. I mean, he sells NBA big man. He sells winning. He sells the Michigan brand, which goes nationally. You know that as well as anyone. No, he's making it super cool to go to Michigan. Yes. Not that it wasn't for John Beeline. He got players too, but I I hear you. I mean, who – I mean, again, like in Juwan, like everybody loves Juwan Howard, other than I think Mark Turgeon. Everybody else loves Juwan Howard. So to me, again, it is cool to play for Juwan Howard at Michigan. And yeah. oh, by the way, he's putting out some pretty good players. Totally. You know, so uh, I go Juwan Howard at four. Who you oh, got at know. three? Uh, outside the box right here. I'm going Rick Barnes to Tennessee. Oh, oh. Dude, Whoa! Look at look at the numbers. Class when, when did you become such an analytics guy? Because this is how I look at recruiting. <laughs> I'm a player. <laughs> I am not a coach. So when you said do some homework, I was like, all right, who's got the best classes over the last three years? All right, all so right. 2021, he's got the fourth best recruiting class in the country. 2020, he's got the fifth best. So two, he's got two straight top five classes, and certainly. Bruce Pearl had had done a good job of getting players to Tennessee, but let's not act like their men's program has been like some powerhouse over over the last yeah. thirty years. I mean, they've been good at times, but I I think Rick Barnes has done a great job. He has. Oh, here's the guy that recruited Kevin Durant. Here's what I'll say: No, Rick Barnes. Listen, Rick Barnes' early years at Texas, he was a killer. Like he worked his ass off. He was a killer. He would have been in my top five then. He is not in my top five now, especially. I think part of it too, the staff has turned over a little bit. They lose Kim English after a couple of years. Des Oliver, they his both top get, six classes just throw them out the window. Huh? I don't, I don't see this continuing. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't see this continuing, and that that's kind of my deal. Is like, all right, who today they come in that gym? You're you're terrified. I put Shire at three. Shire and Duke for me are all the way at three, just because again that Duke name carries so much weight. You've still got Coach K in that 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 palatial uh, office that he's got, um, which I know you've never been invited to. I've been uh, in it. No, I've been there. And you've been you know in what? it? Yes, I've been there. I visited Duke. Did you sneak in? No. Chris Collins took me up there. And actually, <laughs> I don't believe this. We can call him and he'll verify. <laughs> My mom can also verify because this is <laughs> – I don't know – Coach Collins might not recall saying this, and he might deny this forever, but my mom, I'm on a visit to Duke. This is where Coach Krzyzewski thought I was from California, so he wasn't seriously recruiting me. And Chris is giving us a tour around the offices, and we go up to his office, and 
my mom was like, wow, this is like the stairwell up to heaven. Cause the stairs go like up the, and <laughs> I swear coach comes like, Mrs. Hummel, this is heaven. <laughs> <laughs> he might deny that, but my mom will swear by it. Oh man. Well, listen, wherever Shire's office is, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because he's got the Duke brand and the brotherhood behind him. And as we talked about already, yes, you laugh with the brotherhood, but it is real. I, I fought Jason Tatum on the brotherhood for, for like pregame. I make fun of him all the time about the brotherhood. <laughs> so, um, but, but it, it is real. The brand is real. And now, as we've talked about, we don't need to go into it anymore. They've got recruiting momentum and, and he's actually doing it. Uh, so he's, He's number three for me. I can't wait to see who you leave out now because you're going to have to leave out one of three guys that I can't believe like you could possibly leave one of these three out of your top five. This is absolutely, this is going to be a catastrophe on your part. We'll see. Number All right, two, number two. up for me. I, I went with Penny Hardaway. You know, he's got two of the last three top classes, um, in the country, he's gotten big time players. He's gotten, you know, Amani Bates, Jalen Duran, yep. um, James Wiseman, and certainly the results haven't maybe matched the recruiting. And maybe this is the year where you see if if that kind of all comes together for Memphis. But uh, it was hard to leave Penny outside the number one spot. But I just think that when you look at my other guy, it yep. makes sense. Yeah, I, I have Penny at number two also. And for all the reasons you already mentioned, he, he's proven it, right? I mean, who wouldn't want – like, as cool as Juwan Howard is? No. Yes. Totally. Penny's cooler. Penny's the coolest coach in America. Like, yeah. you just look at him. He was out – you know, I saw him in, on the AU circuit, and he's sitting there, and you're just looking over there. You're like, I don't know. Like, I want to be Penny Hardaway. His swagger is off the charts. Ridiculous. I mean, he's wearing, like, you know – exclusive Nike shoes with his suits of the games because this is actually a dude that has had his own shoe from Nike. <laughs> like, you remember when we saw him, you and I were both at the UCF Memphis game a couple of years ago. Yeah. You remember, you remember yeah. pregame? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's yeah. just sitting there with headphones on. Yeah. Like a player, like a like player on the bench headphones on just, in warm-ups. Like, like he's about to go and he out and probably, get Honestly, he probably could have beaten the hell out of UCF. He probably could still get 30 points. He look, he looks like he could still get 30 points. Yes. But the with other his, thing, the commercials, hey, the shoes, his career, I think everybody kind of understands that if injuries don't happen, he's, you know, he's one of the elite talents of the last 30 years. And, oh, by the way, who's got a better staff than Petty oh, Hardaway right now? I mean – Rasheed Wallace. I can't <laughs> wait to see how many how many texts will Rasheed Wallace get for the bench this year? Oh my God. It's I gonna be so wait. entertaining. Yeah, and then Larry Brown and Cody Topper. Cody Topper. Cody poor Cody Topper. Oh, yeah, sorry, Cody. <laughs> we want to give you <laughs> the love, Cody. <laughs> but unfortunately, you're on the staff with Penny Hardaway, Larry Brown, and Rasheed Wallace. So you honestly, you, you might as well like be the towel boy. I don't care how good you are at what you do. You are overshadowed by three uh, elite, you know, players, coaches. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Penny, Penny's going to keep getting dudes unless they really flop this year. Like yeah, that, 
they got it. They got to be good enough this year and entertaining enough. And they got to be better offensively. They have guarded people. They have got to find a way to score and, and make some shots. And well, that's going to be interesting. They have been brutal to watch. What do you run when you don't have a true point guard, which they well, don't? That's going to be the thing. Alex Lomax. That's uh, Amani Bates. Amani Bates is no, going to be the thing. Because Tyler Harris and Alex Lomax are probably the backups. weakest link of that team. and Not probably. They are the weakest link of that team. Amani Bates will be the point guard to start the year up. He will. And, and he's not a natural point guard. But who better to learn from than another 6, 8-ish you know, I mean, now Penny was a natural point guard the yeah, way he handled the ball. That's the difference. Is Amani, yeah. and there are some instinctual things that come into play there. But if there's going to be someone to teach you, that's right. the guy. Right. All right. So number one, uh, it, it, to me, for you, it's either John Calipari or Juwan Howard. Yeah, it's 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 John Calipari. I was it's looking at it from a class perspective, and I, looking at it, I do agree that Juwan Howard is a major oversight for my homework but Cal has done you know you look at his classes top class in 2020 second class in 2019 um 247 had him as the current number one class I think Duke will overtake that when they update it but when you even look at his worst class in 2021 he's he's 10th but think about the transfers he got right CJ Frederick Oscar Shibway um the kid from Davis City Ellen Grady Yeah, so, I mean, those are three legitimate college basketball players that, you know, when you factor that in, that's right. That's a top two or three class in the country again. So, he, he still is the best at doing it. He probably has been in the top two or three for the last 25 years. <laughs> like, it I mean, feels for a like long it. time. It feels like since he got Derrick Rose yeah, no doubt. at Memphis, that's that's when it put him on the map, and then – he just used momentum, goes to Kentucky, you know, brings John Wall and Bogey with him and, and Bledsoe. And then, again, momentum's everything. He's never really lost it. Um, but this year, you know, the interesting thing is, is Cal more motivated now because of last season, right? Like last season was such a train wreck. Did this motivate him a little bit? And then also you've got – Two coaches in, in Orlando Antigua, who he knew, and Chin Coleman, who did a really good job getting talent to Champagne. Totally. Totally. His staff is excellent. I will say, in defense to my Juwan Howard omission, yeah. he doesn't have the years to back it up. 2020 is the 14th class, 2021 the second class. In 2022, they got him at 14. So I understand your point. The eye test. He is top five. Pure fact. The data might say that he right. is. He is not. Listen. All right. All right. All right. I'm going to give you a. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you a mulligan here. I'm going <laughs> to give you a complete mulligan. You use the data. You were Harry Analytics yeah. for for your for your top five here. Now I'm going to give you the fear factor top five for Robbie Hummel. What is the fear factor? Who? Give me your top five of who you do not want to see going up against you. You're a head coach. And you do not want to see them. Give me your top five now. All right. So my one and two stay the same. John yep. Calipari one, Penny Hardaway two. Uh, I would say Juwan Howard three. Yeah, I might put Will Wade in there honestly, just because he is scary. Like, yeah. I mean, listen, the dude's gotten 
I, I would say Will up. Wade four, and I'll go John Shire five. Yeah, I mean, listen, the fear factor is there with Will Wade. I mean, period. Well, like, no, he gets and, and people can say what they want about him. People can say what they want about him. The dude does work his ass off. Like, he really does. Like, he's got that work ethic. And, and again, like, I, I know people think he, he cheats. Um, obviously, with everything that's gone on, uh, there's a lot of smoke there. But um, he has gotten stuff done. He has gotten a lot of good players with and, – and a lot of those guys have. that. It really surprised me early, Rob, when a lot of these guys, whether it was Will Wade, Sean Miller, Bruce Pearl, all the people that had, had – you know, gone through some of the, the federal investigation or other things that kind of came up with, in Will Wade's case, um, other allegations. I feel Andy Enfield. I mean, they were all involved and they've all thrived. Like you could make a case that Andy Enfield is in the top 10. Yeah. I mean, he's gotten player upon player and, and he's done an incredible job recruiting. Quick break from Jeff to tell you today's show is brought to you in part by LinkedIn. Today, many small business owners are busier than ever. That is so true for my own small business. I sell men's clothing uh, in the uh, Berkshires in Massachusetts. And right now with the wedding season, we are busier than ever. Can't get any white shirts, ivory shirts, black shirts, black suits are hard to find, brown shoes. So many things are hard to find right now and people need them in a hurry uh, it has created a somewhat hectic atmosphere uh, in the industry. And time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing your business. We frankly don't have time to really do anything other than just sell and reorder the things that are here in my store. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster. And it's all for free. Again, we're too hectic right now to rehire someone, but given what I've learned about LinkedIn jobs over the past couple of months doing these reads, I got to tell you, when time comes to find a quality candidate to bring into my store and to enhance my business, you best believe I'll be using LinkedIn jobs because it makes my life so much easier as the owner. You can create a free job post minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. You can focus on candidates with the skills and expertise that you need. Using screening questions gets your role in front of the only most qualified people. Then use the simple tools of LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates worth interviewing and faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers Visit LinkedIn. That's a pretty big talent pool. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash good. That is linkedin.com slash good to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's you know, you know it's a hurt. crazy name that we didn't even broach? Who? Is Bill Self. Well, and right now, you're not scared of Kansas and Bill Self. No, I, I hear you, but it, it's amazing that his teams are still – I mean, he's a really good coach, but, you know, you're not even talking about him in, in that. And certainly, you know. They've been the one that got hurt. They've been – if you can – if you tell me, like, again, Will Wade has continued to do it. Bruce Pearl's continued to do it. Um, all the – you know, all the other – Sean Miller did it. You know, recruited a pretty high level. You got Nico Mannion, Josh Green, and Zeke Naji. Um, the, the one guy that I think has fallen off. Is is Kansas and Bill Self? Part of it being that they were an Adidas school, and I think that the hurt transfer them. portal has has right. 
Saved them. Saved a lot of schools. Awesome this year. They're they going to be phenomenal. Well, as long as Remy Martin is a winning Remy, Remy Martin. Yeah, yeah and that, that's certain. But look at the talent that they have stockpiled. They've got just a ton of guys that have yeah. been really well, good college players. Yeah, like just and, and again that that's been my take over the last year or two is like Kansas's recruiting has fallen off and they don't have that those lottery picks. They're not they're not churning those out or even the first okay, round. But no, not that he has won without lottery picks. A lot of times. Agreed. Yep. They go to the national championship and their best player is Thomas Robinson. It was crazy. And Ty Ty Sean Taylor. Ty Sean Taylor, Elijah Johnson. Jeff Withy. Yep. That's not – I don't think – they didn't have a single McDonald's All-American. No, but he's also had some years where obviously, you know, Embiid know. and Wiggins. He's brought oh, in Embiid. high Brandon Rush, Darrell yes. Arthur. I mean, he's had stretches. It's funny. I'm not it's saying of, he doesn't ever get but, talent. I'm just yeah. saying he wins regardless. And he'll win this year. Again, I mean, even last year. They weren't – I mean, they weren't they very good they, last year. They went to the, the Sweet right. Six. Second round? No. No, they got knocked out. Yeah, they, got round, they lost to USC. By they did. And they got run off the court. I, yeah, I did the game. It was horrible. Yes, I was there too. I think I, le- I think I left early in that one. That was the Thad Mata game. <laughs> oh, when I, when I, when I, when I yes. <laughs> that was, Titus is still mad at you, by the way, for that probably. He, he's still he, not happy. Well, he probably still thinks they're going to get Brad Stevens. <laughs> you might, know? He might still be coming. No, no, I got to no. go to Indiana in a couple weeks, you know. How do you think those fans are going to treat me? I'm sure you'll be. Are you going to the football game? No, no football game that weekend. It's a weekend that my daughter has that Monday off from school. So we, we, we had to figure it out. She's, you know, it's probably, so I may, you, I may you have to wear a disguise. Maybe ready to kill you. Should I wear a disguise? <laughs> hey, you know what? Those, the fans in Bloomington Boy. are brutal. brutal. I had a guy, my first game I ever did there. I'm sitting. My, they didn't have me do a game in Assembly Hall. I didn't even do an Indiana game my first year. Really? Didn't do a game in Assembly Hall until my second year. I'm sitting at the table with Brandon God, and I'm looking at my, like, notes. And this guy taps me on the shoulder. I got my headset on. So, like, I'm, a- I'm actually doing something. Yeah. Take my headset off, and this guy goes, it's a tragedy that they're going to let you call the game on this floor. <laughs> and I literally thought he was kidding. Like, I seriously thought he was joking. So I was like, hey, man, I'm just, you know, I'm just here You're to just do my job and, and and whatever. And he literally points to the top of Assembly Hall and goes, they should make you call the game from up there. <laughs> <laughs> literally just kept it moving. I was like, this is a different animal down here. It's just really. No, they're. We, you might want to get this guys. You know what? That may be our next, our next show. And I've done it. I've actually done it. Pissed off a lot of fan bases. My top 10, I think I've done top 10 most annoying Twitter fan bases. <laughs> and Indiana is certainly up there. And it, hey, it changes right. with me. It really changes with me because, you know, like some crazy fan bases really like me and, and have liked me over the years. So they don't make the cut and they Who get upset. They? I don't know. I don't know if there are any left. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm not sure. I've yet to find that one. I'm trying to think who's. Like, uh, I think they like, like Purdue. Purdue likes you. Purdue likes me. I've never, you know, I think back to the days of you, you know, I, I think yeah. they, they liked me then. I haven't. Yeah, I did back then. I, yeah. I, we Other than the time I put Painter on the hot seat. I think then they probably didn't like me. Maybe. You know that? How about that? I put Matt Painter on the hot seat one year. 
I mean, yeah, it's amazing how, I guess, after the two kind of down years he had, he's just totally. And you know what the greatest thing of that was? Painter, literally, the next time I talked to him, I think I told him that. I don't know if he probably had already been told by somebody, but I think I mentioned it to him, and he was like, I deserve to be in the hot seat. You know, he, I will say, the thing that I really appreciate about Coach Painter is that I know that I could say anything during a Purdue game if I'm doing it, and he's never going to call me and be like, why did you say that? Right. Whereas a lot of these coaches, oh. if they had a former player who was doing games, and you said anything negative, yeah. they would be like, why did you say that about me? Right. No, Whereas I hear the story. Let's go the other way and be like, if that's what you think and that's what you're saying, say it more. Right. Like, if you think we suck on defense, say it. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate him for that because I think a lot of coaches would not be that way with their former players. I completely agree. Uh, all right, two minutes – Two minutes on Ben Simmons and his situation before we be, before we sign off here. Um, you know, obviously, it's it's a mess there. Uh, the end of the, the season, the playoffs, they couldn't put him on the floor. Doc Rivers took him off the floor because he couldn't uh, couldn't make a shot. Whether it's a regular basket, yeah, didn't even look at the basket. Now he's not going to report to camp. No surprise. I mean, uh, why I mean, would he report well, to camp, right? Called out by his head coach. The fans hate him. You know, they, they've been trying to trade him all summer. The trades have been leaking like a sieve. So you know that that's coming from somewhere, and I'm sure he thinks it's coming from Philly. Um, the only reason that I'd be like, dude, you should report is because they owe you $33 million. <laughs> like, why are you just donating your money back? And I think I read today that if he were to not show up for the first 30 days, yeah, they could – discredit him a year of service like he regardless he would not which when you look pension. at the 401k yeah. the pension yeah. the annuity you look at all the stuff you get for playing a year yeah. you should no matter how much money you get you should definitely make sure you get your service but to negate it he could have a surgery oh no <laughs> way literally have so if it's a medically i was reading <laughs> if it's a medical deal yeah and, and in the article I read, he, I forget who wrote it. I wish I could remember. It said every NBA guy could find something. Hey, my shoulder is a little, you know, my, my knee sure. needs to go. And I'm not saying like season-ending ACL surgery that you find, but like, hey, something. He could have surgery, and it would push his clock back and also tank his value. Well, maybe, if, listen, maybe if he, if he doesn't show up, maybe we can get him on the pod next week. I mean, he's he's – He's not doing anything. Yeah, maybe. You no, know, we'll try to. We'll, we'll, we'll give him the invite. We'll give him the invite to at least. Right, you we'll, know. we'll start. Uh, we'll start working the back channels here to see if Ben Simmons will come on with us. Talk some Philly. I, I got good back channel there. I can work know, a good hey, back channel. It starts with Will Wade. He's he's high on our uh, our fear factor. So I'm not going Will Wade to for, for <laughs> Ben Simmons. He never. Johnny you Jones powered. was the one who coached him. Remember. You powered. I'm, I'm I'm not going there for Ben Simmons, but uh. I, listen, it'll get done. We we both know that because the longer Philly waits, the more his trade value goes down at this point. Yeah. So at this point, you're going to have to make a move if you're Daryl Morey. You might as well make it now uh, because ultimately you're probably going to get what you're going to get at this point. How old is Ben Simmons? 23? 22? Yeah, maybe 20. When did he come out? I mean, isn't it amazing that, that some people could be like this dude's done? 
He's 23 years old. Well, the problem, listen, the problem everybody says about Ben Simmons is obviously it's not his talent level. And and I've seen him shoot it in practice. Like I've been to practice and shoot it. videos on Twitter where it's like, it looks pretty good. It's not bad. The problem that everybody says with Ben Simmons is he just doesn't work hard enough off the court. He just doesn't put enough time in off the court. Don't you think that a lot of that probably is a product of, I don't want to say AAU because I hate when people blame all of that for that, but it's definitely a product of the amount of money that guys are making so early. Sure. $30 million. Like, I mean, it's- Andrew Wiggins doesn't guard because they paid him $30 million when he never guarded. So why, you know why is he going to guard? Dude has so many tools right. to guard at the highest level. But if if you already gave somebody thirty million, and they had already done this, and you got paid thirty million, well, you don't have to do this. You're just like, all right, what I'm doing obviously is pretty good. If you don't pay him, somebody else will. So then you don't even have him on the team. I know. So no. really, you're you're in, but you know, it's and some guys, I truly believe play because they love the game like right. like a Kobe Bryant type yep. deal you could pay him probably whatever and he would he would play yeah uh, but a lot of these guys don't love playing yeah they, they love what comes along with playing and who doesn't love getting paid 30 million dollars I'm sure it's <laughs> phenomenal um but no I I think it's just it's crazy it's crazy yeah, to I, I, a guy like that and just be like well he just doesn't work hard I like Ben I mean I do I like Ben a lot I remember spending the first day he played at LSU his game day first game I went down there and just spent the day with him we played pool we hung out and uh I like Ben I think he gets a bad rap he's different he's definitely different and you know I remember him telling me even then he was like listen my goal was never to go to college my goal was always NBA growing up in Australia like he didn't want to play college basketball he had no choice so you know he's there now and I, I just hope and I've always kind of questioned like why when when this many people are telling you you can't shoot what when somebody says and you're competitive you can't do this what do you do like generally you're going to say screw them i'm going to show everybody i can shoot don't you think it could be more than just like i mean he might be putting in time on it it's a lot of mental it's like chuck knoblock not able to throw it from second to to first base like that's a lot of it. And the high pressure situations of playing in the playoffs and being on a team that contends. And then then I blame, then I blame Brett Brown and and doc for it because to me, the only way you, you get rid of that is in the regular season to say like, Ben, you're going to shoot three threes every game or else like, or else why? I don't know what you did as a player. When you go out there and you take three threes and you miss them and they're not even close and you're not that good of a shooter anyway. Right. I know, but but you're already there, Rob. They can say that all they want. Doc Rivers could be like, Ben, you're going to shoot three threes a game. And when the pressure ratchets up, it could be totally a different ballgame. But what if he makes them? What if he makes one out of three in the regular season? What if he misses 15 consecutive? Then he's where he is now. He's in the same damn spot. I know, but I'm telling you, like – Especially today with the way Twitter is and like how yeah. accessible these guys are, they're getting murdered. He's getting murdered. He is, but it's, he's getting murdered anyway. To it, you can blame Doc Rivers and Brett Brown if you want, but I'm sure that they were. I'm sure they're telling him, "Dude, shoot the I'm ball." I'm sure they are. Yes. I'm guessing they're not being like, "Yo, don't take those. Take a step in and shoot 
the worst shot in basketball. I'm not saying that. <laughs> right. Like, no, you're right. I'm sure I know Brad. I know Doc. I'm sure you're right. They're both telling him it. But I feel like you have to, like, try something different. So at the end of the day, you've got to go out there and play. Like, and I, I just know, especially guys that when you're shooting, it can it can get really mental, you know. And at least with him, he's got other things. You know, he's not just a, a, a three-point shooter. Where I've seen it go that way with guys that are good shooters, where it's yeah. like, this is my job. And I used to like get to touch the ball a little bit and I used to, but now I just stand in the corner and I shoot and I don't make them. And make those. think about this, like when I was playing in the NBA, if I had a game where I played let's say 12 minutes and game A, I, I played 12 minutes in both games, game A, game B, game A, I go one for four, three points, yeah. game B, I go two for five six points, I'd be like, game B, I played great. And in game A, I'd be like, man, I sucked. Yeah. I was yeah. terrible tonight. One for four. It's the, And when your percentage matters that much, not to Ben Simmons, he, he can be a volume guy. He can just shoot them. But for guys that are like, man, I got to shoot 38, 39, 40%. Otherwise, what am I doing out here? You right. Know? right. You're There's not, a lot that goes into it. There's yeah. a lot more than just – No, I, I get it. Doc being like, yo, shoot the ball three times. I don't know. Maybe he's got to give him a steak dinner or something every night. He, you know, he, he shoots three threes. Some find something Ben Simmons uh, likes that he can't afford. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. Every time he shoots three threes, whatever it is, I, I don't know. Maybe send him he some. Can Ferrari. There's nothing that. Too, I mean, he's making thirty million a year. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. All right. Well, listen. Uh, good to have you back in the fold. You know, good to have you back. I, I know your golf game uh, has gotten so much better. You. You're playing every day. I mean, every day. I mean, I came tonight. I have played a lot of golf. Have um, you played with anybody like like any of your boys? Any good? Like Scott Martin? Any good? Scott is a is a bad golfer. Bad golfer. A bad player. Um, we need golf rankings of coaches. I think. Yeah, uh, I think actually, he's a pretty good player. I haven't played with him, um, but but Chris Collins of Northwestern's a good golfer. You know who's good? I think Greg McDermott is good. Yes, he's really good. Right. Um, Brad Underwood is also a good player from, from what I hear. Yeah. Um, is Painter – can Painter play at all? No, he doesn't play. Doesn't I think play he, he just said he wasn't very good at it and no. got frustrated and – Put it away. Right. Yeah, well, we should – We I, I'd be interested to see who the best golfing coaches in college basketball. I don't know if they would know. Like, I don't know where you'd find that out. The problem is they don't – no one plays together. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, occasionally they probably do. Like a, like a coaches versus cancer type. Yeah, exactly. Some event. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody that's that's really – probably Penny. Penny's probably the best golfer. Hey, retired basketball players normally are, are – Right? Players. I mean – got lots of time, especially – That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I bet Penny – I'm putting Penny in at number one. He's now. probably pretty good. He's probably pretty good. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Make sure you uh, you, you stay tuned. Make sure you watch every week. Uh, we will be back hopefully every single week as long as Rob doesn't, uh, you know, uh, go to the golf course without me knowing. Um, I, can, I can make time at night for you. I, I know you can. And, and uh, I appreciate you, you doing that. So uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll eventually have some news within college years.